Well, welcome to Mission in Five, the podcast where we ask a handful of questions to ministry practitioners to learn more about who they are and where they see God moving in their community. I'm your host, Greg Mamula. And every week, through my work with Churches Helping Churches, ABC Nebraska, my ongoing writing projects, and serving as a faculty mentor to seminary students, I get to partner with Christian leaders, entrepreneurs, and ministers of the church in a variety of contexts. I'm always amazed at the many and varied ways that God works in our individual communities and when multiple churches network together for mission and ministry. So, that's the purpose of this podcast, to share the stories of the people participating in God's mission in Nebraska, across the country, and around the world. Well, my guest today is Donna Beek. Donna has deep family roots in Hastings, Nebraska, and is a member of the First Baptist Church. Donna's ministry focuses on students and adults with special needs in her community. She is the point person for the Special Olympics in her area, where she helps coordinate the various sports that the athletes participate in. She is also the owner-operator of an ice cream parlor called Special Scoops that hires over 20 special needs persons to do the various tasks of any ice cream parlor. Please be sure to check out the show notes to learn more about how you can support Special Olympics in your area and how you can support Special Scoops directly with your nonprofit donations. Here's my guest today, Donna Beek. Well, Donna, welcome to Mission in Five, where we share the stories of ministry practitioners like yourself to learn more about who you are and where you see God working in your community. Uh, Donna, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, who are you? And <laughs> Well, um, I was born and raised in Hastings um, at, oh, I guess I was 17 months old. My brother was two months old. Wow. My parents split up. And so we moved back in with my mom's parents. And she had a younger sister who was two years younger than her who had cerebral palsy. So you could say I grew up with the special needs community. Um, my grandparents were two of, were one pair of six uh, parents, six sets of parents who started a school called Hope Training School. Because back in 1960, once they turned 16, the school had nothing for them. And there was actually, you either kept them at home or they went to an institution. Different time, for sure. So my grandparents, yeah, my grandparents helped start Hope Training School, which went on for about 50 years. Yeah. So I grew up with the special needs community. Um, and so I've always, I've always said I felt sorry for people who did not grow up with someone with special needs because I, I believe it gives you a totally different understanding of the world. You know, I mean, you, you grow up understanding that the special needs community are people just like us. Yeah. They just have a harder time doing things. Yeah. yeah. So you are a member, though, at First Baptist Church in Hastings. Uh, how did you come to be part of that faith community? I was actually dedicated. My parents were married at that wow. church. Um, and so that's where I grew up. Uh, my husband and I were married in First Baptist Church in 1978. Wow. Um, he was not... A member of the church, he was actually a member at the in a Methodist church, mm-hmm. and wanted our children to be 
baptized as babies, and I did not want to raise them in two different denominations. Right. I mean, we all believe in the same God. Sure. But some denominations are, you know, I mean, there's definitely differences between the Methodist and the the Baptist. So for 40 years, actually, um, I was Methodist. Oh, wow. And um, I took training, and the last probably 15 years before we came back, um, I was a certified lay speaker in the Methodist oh, Church. That's interesting. Yeah. And um, when COVID hit, our home church in Donovan um, was not having in person. Uh, services. Mm-hmm. Now, at that time, First Baptist was not either. Right. And so we kind of were left in limbo, I guess you would say. And um, when First Baptist started having services again, my husband was like, you know what? We began in this church. It's, it's I think it's time we go back. And so we came back to um, First Baptist Church when they started having in-person services again. But we have been going, we've been going every Sunday since the church opened back up to in-person services. Very good. My husband and I, like I said, we're married in 1978. Um, We have three biological children. Um, Our oldest son is 42 years old now. He came to us and he had a girlfriend who was expecting a baby. Well, that didn't work out. At 10 o'clock at night on a Monday night, he called half an hour later, we had a one-month-old baby. Oh my gosh. And he is 19 years old now. Um, and he's on the autism scale. Our son knew he couldn't do it by himself. And so he came to us and said, what do I do? So half an hour later, we had a baby and went through, he was not diagnosed as autistic until he was nine years old. Mm. But we knew at age two that there was something that was not right. Yeah. And so it's, you know, having raised three of our own to now go through this was, you know, we had some insight as to where things should be at. But then about the time he was diagnosed as autistic, um, we got involved with Special Olympics. He was always, uh, he's more on the, what they called the Asperger's. Mm Mm-hmm end of autism. And so he was not social at all. Um, And he would answer a question if someone asked him a question. And usually it was a yes or no answer. But we got him involved in Special Olympics. And it was just like he bloomed. Oh, that's cool. He just, yeah. He, uh, in third grade, was told we were told that he could not learn 
anything. Mm. And he was taken out of regular classes. It's not even allowed to have lunch or recess oh, no. with the other kids in his class. He was totally pulled out. And um, by the time he was in fifth grade, that the one who was in charge of special special education at the school retired the end of his fifth grade year, mm -hmm. and they got a different person. That person put him back into classes 86% of the time mm -hmm. with a para. Right. And by the time, that was his sixth grade year, by the time he's in eighth grade, he was on the honor roll. Oh, that's awesome. And graduated last spring with a 4.0 grade point oh, my average. Goodness. Good for him. So, yeah, but Special Olympics helped him learn how to communicate yeah. with people, with his, with his specific peers. Yeah. Which helped him communicate then with the peers in school. And that was most of his entire problem was the communication. Yeah. But, you know, drawing back from my... Um, experiences growing up with my aunt mm -hmm. and with the Hope Training School community and then now raising a child with special needs. Um, when the head of delegation for our group retired, they needed someone to fill in. And so I was filling in, and now I've been doing it for about eight years. Oh, that's awesome. The Hastings Group, we have um, athletes from Sutton, Kennesaw, Juniata, Hastings. Um, we even had one, have one from Grand Island okay. that just feels yeah. Hastings is a better fit. Mm -hmm. So he comes down here. But um, we have... You know, we're going full steam. We have 11 different sports that our athletes do. Okay. What are those? And what are they into? They they do basketball, mm -hmm. both three-on-three, three and um, it's called skills basketball, where they learn to bounce the ball to each other mm -hmm. and how to shoot a basket. And the, the general... Um, just the basics yeah, yeah. of basic basketball. Skills. Got it. Yeah. Um, and we have uh, swimming, both for those who need flotation devices and without flotation devices. Mm -hmm. um, we have gymnastics. We have um, volleyball. We do bocce ball. And in the summertime, we do soccer. Um, I'm trying to remember all of the, the bowling we do, oh, yeah, uh, use bowling. We do, uh, unified, which is a special Olympic athlete and a non special Olympic athlete. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, like one of your classmates, if they'd be willing to bowl with you sure. or a brother or sister, or sometimes it's even been mom or dad yeah. or another adult. And um, we do track and field. Um, we which there's running game, there's running um, 
for track, but there's also wheelchair races and walking races. So it's, it's not, it's geared to every possible um, ability that the athlete has. Well, that's great. So, and so, so yeah. you're primarily responsible for setting up those kind of activities and leagues. Yeah, and I, those I, sort I of do things. all the paperwork right. because everyone has to have physicals done every three years. And sure, um, we've 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 got our own code of conduct. Mm-hmm. Um, each athlete has to adhere to that code of conduct. Right. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of what I do. Okay. And. Uh, being around these these folks, I mean, it just, like I said before, it makes you look at the world differently. Yeah. There's, everyone has, everyone has something that they do well, even if they are a special needs person. They still have something that they can do. Um, and knowing that there was so many places that would not even attempt to give these folks a chance because of the liability that goes with it. Um, That's when I asked on a Facebook page, you know, you're from Hastings, Nebraska, when what people thought if we were to open an ice cream parlor, which is something that Hastings hadn't had for a long time what they would think if I were to open an ice cream parlor and um, I was only going to employ special needs individuals. And I had 35 positive responses in the first 15 minutes. To me, that said that was something that the community felt was going to be a very necessary thing, not only for them, but for the special needs community. And so in September of 2019, we opened our doors. We, um, and the entire shop was done with donations. Oh, that's so neat. In the first probably two weeks after I put out that, that, uh, post, I had someone say, if you get $5,000, I'll meet that $5,000. And it took us about five, four or five weeks, and we had the first $5,000. And then she matched the, the second, she matched that 5000 And that's how we started the store. That's awesome. Um, I have said from the day we started that this entire thing has been a God thing. It's just, you know, it's, it's one of those things again, where to me, God was saying, this is what I want you to do. Yeah. And I had worked retail. I had worked some food service, but I've never actually run a store. Those are different things. You know? (laughs) Yeah, definitely different things. And, um, but, you know, it was, it was such a strong feeling to me that this is something that I need to do, not for me, 
and not just for my family, because my grandson does work there. Right. Or he's still doing his 18 to 21 program mm-hmm. at the school. But, um, you know, I knew of so many others that, you know, they can't work a full day. Mm-hmm. And some of them only work two hours a week. But they get to, to um, demonstrate to the community what they can do. I hope you are enjoying this episode of Mission in 5. Whether you are streaming this episode on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or iHeartRadio, thanks for listening. Take a moment to rate and review the podcast so it can be more easily found and to help us make the show better for other listeners. If you're feeling really good about it, go ahead and hit that share button to let others know how much you are enjoying Mission in 5. Don't forget to check out my book, Table Life, an invitation to everyday discipleship. Table Life reveals the holy work of sharing our tables with others. It guides readers through the biblical tradition of mealtime practices and the discipleship habits of eating together, scripture formation, listening, storytelling, and communion, helping us to connect to Christ, our church, and our community contexts, both in person and online. Table Life is available from your favorite online distributors, including Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Judson Press. For more information, visit my website, table-life.org. Let's get back to the show with my guest, Donna B. But let's talk a little bit more about Special Scoops. Um, it's a it's a storefront downtown on St. Joseph's Street there in Hastings. Mm-hmm. Um, on 3rd and St. Joseph. Yep. And we have become a nonprofit this year. I love your tagline. It's uh, special <laughs> ice cream served by special people. Um, yeah. That's that's very neat. And and you have a you know for ice cream parlor a, a pretty broad range of things that you can offer. There's the the scoops, you've got sundaes, mm-hmm. malts, shakes, splits, all that kind of sundaes and those sort of things. Right. Um, but you're not just there doing all the work and your special needed employees are just doing bare minimum stuff. They're legitimately doing mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. They they, they are. They, they run the cash they do registers. All the yeah. They do all the cleaning. They do um, 90% of the serving. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two or three of them who feel comfortable enough with uh, the cash register mm-hmm. to run the cash register. Not all of them. And if they don't feel comfortable doing it, I right. don't want them to do it. Sure. Um, and, I mean, there are some others that we are still, you know, we're right behind them saying, okay, put another scoop on there. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to push that down a little bit on that cone so it doesn't fall off. Right. Um, and But, you know, we want them to do the work. So, because the main thing is then they learn that I can do this. Yeah, so important. I can do this. This is not, you know, there's not just somebody standing behind me saying, okay, you just stand there and watch me. Mm-hmm. You know, we're actually, and I have, I have even taken their hand with the scoop in their hand and literally shown them how to scoop out of the bucket. Yeah. To put it on the cone. Because that's the only way some of them are going to learn. Right. You can't just tell them always to, you know, put a little more on that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
you have to show them how mm-hmm. to actually do it. And um, it's been a miracle to watch some of them, too. We've got one kiddo that, um, and I call them kids because I was raised calling them kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We actually have one employee who's about 10 years older than me. <laughs> um, but he, when he first started, I, I knew him from Special Olympics. He's a, an alumni person, but I knew him. And um, he would stand by the one closet and not move until you asked him to specifically go and get the yellow top squirt bottle and the paper towels and then we showed him how to clean the tables and the Mm -hmm. top of the chairs right and but he never would do it unless he was told to do it right and he did not like to be touched Mm. that was one of his triggers sure now after he's he's been there since we started and the last, probably, I want to say, 10 months or so, now he comes in and he will go straight back to my husband. Brian, what do you want me to do first? You want me to do tables like I usually do? Yep, that's a good thing. Let's do that. Yep. And then if customers come in, you say, get a scoop. And he'll go over and get a scoop. And we've actually got him he will ask the customer, what can I get for you? Wow, that's awesome. And then and then after he gives them their ice cream, he'll, thank you, please come see us again. Mm-hmm. You know, where a year ago, he wouldn't, that was not something in his comfort zone. He would yeah. not do it. But, and, and he's one of our people that only works two hours a week. Yeah. So you, know, so you um, have a... Uh, uh, a big staff. How, how many people work uh, for you that are all special? Right needs? now, right now, with it being winter, we have about uh, ten or twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, in the summertime, we have between fifteen and twenty. Wow! It's like I said, some of them only work a couple hours a week. Yeah, yeah. But um, and That's a and we try to be pool. very careful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and they're. It's just, it's so, it's so satisfying to see them come in and be ready to go to work. Yeah. And, and to know what they need to do. And if, you know, sometimes they may have a day that, yes, I know what I'm supposed to do, but I just, I'm not, it's not clicking today. Yeah. So then you just simply redirect them again Mm -hmm. and, and they do it. And it's, in their, in my mind, I can see them. Um, they're giving people back something that the customer really wants, and it's not just sitting in a workshop somewhere sorting parts. Mm-hmm. Which, for some of the special needs community, that's all they can do, and that's wonderful yeah. that they have that. Um. But for someone who is higher functioning than that, mm-hmm. it's very discouraging Yeah, to not be able to, well, I mean, and we all feel that. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to just be doing something to be doing something. Right. 
you you want to feel fulfilled in the job that you're doing. You opened, you said, in the fall of 2019. Immediately in the spring of 2020, of course, was the beginning of COVID, and it made yes. uh, keeping your business going uh, challenging. So, that much so, harder, yeah. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about what that was like for you as a business owner, but also for uh, your your special need employees. How did they adjust sure. to, to yeah. this sort of a uh, life curveball? Right. Well, and I was amazed, too, because I think I have a harder time wearing a mask than most of them have. Mm-hmm. Um, we were lucky enough that we never closed our doors to COVID, mm-hmm. um, until I myself ended up being diagnosed as positive, never had any symptoms, but mm-hmm. I was diagnosed as positive. So we had to close down for five days, but no one else ever got it, oh, that's, but that's we great. were able to do, um, we were able to put out that if you call us and give us your order, then just call us when you get to the shop. Mm-hmm. We'll more than gladly bring your order out to you. Right, yeah, curbside. Curbside, yeah. And um, we started that actually from, well, it was March 17th. Um, I'll never forget that because one of our employees was a very short little guy. And um, the family home that he lived in, his birthday is close to there. Mm-hmm. And they bought him a leprechaun costume. And he was wearing it that day. And he did our first curbside delivery for us in his leprechaun costume. Yeah, for St. Patrick's Day. It was wonderful. It was <laughs> wonderful. But, you know, we, we've been able to, um, to keep things running that way. Um, and especially for the older folks, they really liked that, that they didn't have to get out of their car. Yeah. And we still have a few that do it quite often. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, that's no problem. It's next best thing to a drive-through window. Uh, how can we support Special Scoops? Special Scoops is, um, is now a nonprofit, so any and all donations can be tax-deductible. Um, you can either stop by our shop or you could, um, give us a call at 402-461-5860 and we can do a donation over the phone. Okay. Or you can mail us a check at Special Scoops 237 North St. Joseph Avenue, Hastings. Nebraska, six eight nine oh one. Okay, yeah, and we'll definitely have that information also in the show note, listener. So if you're listening and you want to make those donations, you can look right there yeah. in the the notes. And you're always welcome to come and visit us at First Baptist Church. It's four hundred one North Lincoln Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, our Sunday services start at ten forty five. And they have a 6 o'clock Bible study in the lounge, which is right behind the sanctuary, Mm -hmm. every Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Very good. Well, I will tell you that uh, I got to visit your store on two different occasions now. And Mm -hmm. um, it is some of the best ice cream I've ever had in my life. 
Yeah. And uh, my daughter was with me one of those times, Sophie, and mm-hmm. she, I got this really great picture of her eating a scoop of ice cream in your shop. And it's one of my favorite mm-hmm. photos of all time. So we are forever connected <laughs> because this photo is going to be in our family for years. And well, it happened good. inside thank your you. shop. So, And I just thank you for your yeah. ministry. I thank you for your patience to um, the ability just to work with people with special needs re- requires a special personality. And I'm glad you oh, said yeah. yes to your call and, and to do this. Uh, providing not only the Special Olympics, which creates skills and opens them up to be able to do other things in life, much sure. like your grandson mm-hmm. being able to go back into the classroom. Right. But also just the validation it gives to all your employees and, and things, uh, their special scoops. Mm-hmm. So between the two, I think you're doing some pretty amazing work. And I'm grateful you. for you living out your faith and your witness in that way and encouraging us all. And I look forward to finding ways to promote it and encourage people to donate to it um, through this podcast. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. And and I, I appreciate you um, having me on your podcast. Yeah, um, thank you. Yes. Well, thank you, Donna, for your time. I appreciate you being with us on the Mission in 5 podcast. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for listening to Mission in 5, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you will be notified every time we produce a new episode introducing you to another ministry practitioner engaging with God's mission in their unique context in Nebraska, across the country, and around the world. If you really like the guests and the contents, take a moment to rate and review the podcast on your favorite streaming platform and share it with your friends in your larger social media network. Be sure to check out the show notes for links and contact information to each of our guests. Send us ideas on who you'd like us to interview for future episodes, and feel free to support us by giving through our PayPal link on our abcnebraska.com website. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.